0: Welcome back to episode 151 of Your Best Year Starts Here with me, Neil Martin, my good friend Mr. Nigel Risner, and a story about visiting the doctors. Your best year starts right here.
1: Your best year starts right here. Perhaps the best is this one.
0: Go on in, Nigel. Fill
1: us in. Welcome back to episode 151. Uh, we were hoping at this stage we'd be doing this uh, live together, but that will happen in a couple of episodes. So you'll then see the normal banter that goes on. And this isn't because of social distancing. It's probably because Neil has now got some fuel and he can probably now come and see me. And uh, life is a bit better. <laughs> so I wanted to share a story. And there are two parts to the story. So... As some of you have heard over the last five years, and it's, it, it will be five years in December since I had my first brain aneurysm. And it was brilliantly looked after by the wonderful NHS and Queen's Square, which is a big neurological hospital, uh, did fantastic work. And then 2019, they did more work, uh, et cetera, et cetera. I have lots of praise. And I've probably worked with 60 hospitals all around the country. And I have a lot of admiration And when you've got lots of admiration, you allow yourself sometimes to allow certain slip-ups to occur. And as people may or may not know in the the UK right now, it is very difficult to see your local GP, your local general practitioner doctor, because of COVID and other reasons, What tends to happen is you have an appointment by either a triage nurse or somebody to find out what the problem is, and then about two weeks later you get a phone call from the doctor or nurse to find out what they think the issue is. And if you're very lucky, you then might be able to get an appointment. Well, imagine my surprise when I get a text to say I'm up for a diamond review to go and see my doctor. A
0: diamond review?
1: Oh yeah, it's for their pack for their patients. You get a review in person. Well, I'm so excited and I, this was about three weeks before the event, and I've got a list of things I want to discuss, and I'm super excited because I've had a few issues with my right knee and my shoulder and my right th- my left thumb and there's other stuff going on, so I thought this is going to be brilliant. I get to see, I go to the doctor's surgery, which is moved, it's all very sophisticated, and a young lad introduced himself, and he's a nurse, and he's going to take me to the doctor, I presume. And when I get there, I see a very nice man who tells me he's a nurse as well. So I'm now slightly concerned because I thought I was seeing a doctor mm-hmm. who, asks, who asks me to stand on the scales because he wants to weigh me and do a checkup on me. So I said, oh, that's brilliant. And my weight's gone down. He's very excited. And I said, I'm so glad because you, when you do my blood, I'd like you to test my iron. He said, no, I can't do that. I said, and, I, and I then realized that I was having a review. I was not seeing a doctor at all, and he couldn't do anything at all. And when I told him about my right shoulder, my right knee, and my left thumb, and I needed some uh, something for my shoulder, he went, we can't do any of that. We're just here to do some stuff.
0: So you can have an MOT, but not a service?
1: And not, not even, no, this wasn't an MOT. This was, he was going to look at my car.
0: Okay. okay. You,
1: you, pre- you, you can drive
0: in and I can walk around it, but I'm not going to test it properly.
1: Yeah. Okay. How long do you think it took me for me to lose my call?
0: Um, what had you been doing immediately before you went there?
1: I'm very happy sitting in reception waiting for my name to be called. Okay. Very so
0: because c- I, I would say from what I know of you, if you're in very happy you, it might have taken you a little while to lose your call. If you're in, I'm a bit stressed already, it would have been about a nanosecond, so...
1: Okay, what's less than a nanosecond? <laughs>
0: <laughs> a nano nanosecond?
1: I, ab- I absolutely lost my shit. I-, I-, I was so aghast with all this. I think I, got, I think I got weighed in my height check when I was seven, okay? I mean, I, I was aghast. And what made it worse is that everything he then said afterwards... Didn't help me and didn't placate me in any shape or form. Mm-hmm. And I literally lost it. I don't even know the language I use. Went to reception, wanted to see the practice manager who I was told I couldn't, I'd have to write. I then said I'd like an appointment that could be in three weeks' time. And it just went on. And I lost it so badly, I, was, I embarrassed myself. I then had to go to a private doctor because I have a private doctor for other issues that I've got who sorted me out literally in seconds. I then got to see a specialist. I've had x-rays. I've had a an injection into my shoulder, whatever. But today, when I was walking my dog, I got the phone call from my doctor. Now, bearing in mind, this is now two and a half weeks late. Mm hmm. And I was, I thought this phone call was about kicking me out of surgery. It was that bad, my <laughs> behaviour, by the way. I want to make it really clear. This,
0: this is one of those, if it was on an airline, you're banned from ever flying with them type moments, is it?
1: Police would have come in, they'd taken me off the plane, yeah. 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 And there's a bit, and I, and, the, and, and I explained the story, and she was very apologetic, and she's now organising blood, my iron, and some other stuff that I need. And I think she realised that I was so angry at the, res- at the events beforehand that she had no option, in a way, but to apologise. Mm-hmm. But here's my real point to the story. There are times you will lose your shit. Yep. There are times you will be very, very upset. Yep. And you have to accept it, because I was so aghast at this behaviour. The problem is, could I have done things differently subsequently? And what have I learned from it? Mm-hmm. And I'm struggling with some of this, what what I've learned from it, because I'm surprised, gobsmacked, amazed at the ridiculousness of this appointment. Because it didn't make any sense at all. But more importantly, I've had to wait three weeks till someone's called me. So I'm sharing this for everyone, and we're going to have a lot of feedback on this, and I'm going to get ready for the rebuttals, whatever. That if you have pissed off clients, and you don't do anything with it, they will share the story. Yep. I mean, I would have gone on social media, but it's about the NHS. It's about doctors. I know they're under tremendous stress. But there's a way that most people don't go to the doctor because they're feeling great. There's a reason why they're going. Well, if you've got people who don't feel great and you treat them like cattle, there's a good chance they will have some issues. Yep. Because it's an industry which is quite closed and you can't just go elsewhere, They have a bit of a monopoly. I fortunately could walk with my feet. I could vote with my feet and go somewhere else. It appeared to me, and this is the part of the message, that they didn't care. I'm sure they do. As I said, the NHS saved my life. But in that moment, I didn't feel like I was cared for. This is for everyone who's listening. You may have long-term clients you have worked with and you think you've got a special relationship with, they need to feel loved, nurtured, cared for. And when you don't service them in the way they expect, and get ready for this, not everyone thinks the way I do, and every client has a different feeling. But when people don't feel cared for, they will have issues and be surprised because we have what's called expectations. I had an expectation of seeing the doctor. I didn't. I should have, at that point, gone, okay. I need to leave because this isn't what I expected, and I'm a little bit upset. I need to go and see the practice manager. The problem was this emotion came up too fast for me, and I couldn't. And I didn't know how to handle it. What do you do when life doesn't go your way? And I was again slightly lucky that no one could witness this because, believe me, my behaviour was unacceptable. I know that.
0: <laughs> it's a good job it wasn't live streamed, right?
1: Well, no, no, but that's no, but that's the second point. It could have been live stream, because I don't know if, if the doctors record the sessions. I don't know what's going on. But there's times where this happens at an airport, at a train station, when yep. you're checking into a hotel. Yep. We need to be aware that when you feel that emotion coming up, you have to be able to channel it. I, with all of my learning and all of the teaching and all the books that I've written, I didn't. And it's interesting, because when I look back, what could I have done differently? What do we do when we are anxious, upset, annoyed? What's the repercussions? What I mean, I, I have no idea. The next person I spoke to, if I shared the story if I shared the story or I just was angry with them. So I'm not saying you can't have emotions, because we do. But you've got to find a way of channeling them. And before everyone says you should maybe me do meditation and learn to do these type of tapping exercises. I get that. But in that moment in time, my brain took over. And so I have thought about it over the last couple of weeks. I am working on me because we have to work on ourselves before you can work on other people. But it is interesting how I reacted. But it was very interesting that the doctor I spoke to today, because she was much calmer, she took some ownership and apologised, I now love the. I love the practice. Now the problem is I still don't have an appointment to see them. Yeah. So I'm, it's going to come up again very soon. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, it I mean there's a few points in 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 what you've shared there, you know. I think
1: I also want Neil just want go. everyone to know just listening that we are human. You know, we make mistakes, we mess up. And by far, we have got our shit together, yeah we
0: well, think we do. well I, I was about to say you know there's a few points in what you've shared, and I mean f- first of all, we can all lose it sometimes, right and in different ways. I don't know about you well certainly for me, I don't know about you, but i I can go two ways if i if I lose my my stuff like right, if I lose my call, cool, I can either explode, which is what it sounds like you did, or I can close completely and so if it's if it's like people that are close to me. Sometimes I close and I close with an expectation of they'll notice and they'll do something that will make me feel better. But they don't, you know, then the natural reaction of people around me, if they see me kind of close down is, oh, we probably need some space, let's leave them alone. Whereas what I'm actually going is give me attention. I'm closing down, give me attention. And it doesn't work, right? But guess what? If you communicate that, it can. And, but I think the biggest thing is, and the most important thing in all of this is something you, I don't know if you said it or if you implied it, but it's it's the, what do I do next? Like, if I catch myself, if I catch myself lose, losing my shit in whatever way it is, right, whether it's I've closed down or whether it's I'm having an outburst, whether it's I'm throwing my toys out the pram, whether it's I'm running away from things, like, if I notice these things, what do I do next? And I think for me personally, you know, being prepared to go, okay, I'm I'm in the wrong here you know, put my hand up, wave my flag, you know, and go, all right, how do I put this right? I think that's probably the most important thing of all. And again, a bit like you just said, I'm not perfect. I don't get that right every time. I don't, you know, it's not like every single time I do something, I can instantly correct it. I'm not going to pretend I can. I wish I could, but I'm not going to pretend I can. Um, But I at least try, you know, and I do take ownership for my own actions these days. Again, I'm not going to pretend I've always done that even, these days, I do take ownership for my own actions. If I screw up, I do admit it. Um, and I, you know, I, I suppose what I'm saying is I own stuff. I own my own stuff. And I think one of the most important things any of us can ever do. And I think, you know, you coming on here and talking about what you just did, it's, it's quite a brave thing to do. Because a lot of people listening to this or watching this will be going, no, 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 that's not the Nigel I know. Well, No, it probably isn't the Nigel they know because the Nigel they know is the one that's bouncing around on stage, putting on silly hats and various other things. But like you said, Nigel is a human being and Nigel goes through every emotion that everybody else does. Neil is a human being and goes through every emotion that everybody else does. If you're listening to this, you're a human being and you go through every emotion that everybody else does. And sometimes your thermostat is off. And I think that's all it is. You know, they're, they're natural emotions and they're natural reactions, but sometimes the thermostat's not working properly. And so they're either underexpressed or overexpressed, which means they seem abnormal because they're not in the range of how most people would deal with most situations or how you would normally deal with most situations. You have these little bits that go outside of normality, and that's what shocks people. And, you know, the more you can recognize that in yourself, And ideally before it happens, but even if you recognize it after it's happened, the quicker you can address it, the better. And that's, for me, that's it.
1: Well, it's still interesting for me because I keep going back to when stuff happens with E plus R equals O and all the events and my reaction and I take ownership, all of that stuff, there are times where your brain is interlinked with something else and emotions take over and we have to as you rightly say we have to own it but we also have to be aware if this was one of our clients or one of our customers what would i have done differently yeah because i'm sure i wouldn't have spoken to them the same way yeah so for everyone who is listening be aware that once a year you'll probably lose it
0: Or once once a month or once a week or like, it's going to be different for different people. But yeah, you're right. It's, it's recognized that it will happen. And when it happens, you know, it's what you do next that counts. Right.
1: But it's even, it's even better than that because we know it could happen. We know there are other people who are going through other stuff and we still allow ourselves to go to that negative dark place when it won't even services because me stamping my feet definitely did not help. (laughs) I, mean, I need to let you know, you know, me slamming the door did not help. Me stomping into reception did not help. And I, in my mind, I knew all of that. Yeah. And I still continued the behavior. So be aware that when you lose it, it's magnified. The people who are watching may never have seen it. But I was shocked and surprised that there was no phone call, no follow-up, nothing. So if you have ever had a customer lose it, And you think, well, I haven't heard from them since. Everything must be okay. Maybe they were just having a bad day. That is not true. Mm. You need to make a decision that when someone goes that crazy, something is probably going on. And if you're an owner of a business, you need to think, what could I do to make sure that never happens again for them so they know we care. What came up for me, and it still came up for me until this morning, I mean, literally three weeks later, well, at least they know I exist. (laughs) So all I thought was I was going to get kicked out of the surgery that anyway that, that's my rant for the week
0: that's cool that's and, cool uh, and I, it's it's made me think of something that I don't know if we've talked about on this this podcast before or not but it's one, one of the things that I teach from stage and I've you know I've done with a, a bunch of um, businesses I've consulted for and coached with and whatever and that's three words retention is revenue and maybe that's something we can talk about a little bit more in the next episode
1: well, and what's key to that is we know that. What you, which is Because we know it's much more important to keep your existing clients happy and it's easier to service and to try and find new clients. Exactly. And we still do weird stuff exactly. with new people. Exactly. So let's talk about that on the next episode because there's a number of areas we can go. And cool. hopefully we might even be doing it live. And we'll see you next week. Be good. Your best starts right here. Right here. Right here. So I'm just going to do something very, very quickly here.